Welcome to Everything is Better Than You Think, a podcast where we focus on mental health, spirituality, and overall well-being. If you struggle with anxiety or depression, or are just seeking a higher quality of life, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone. Rick Johns here with my brother, Will, and welcome to episode seven, our final episode on our season of gratitude and Will's shameless book tour, Everything is Better Than You Think, available at Amazon.com. He needs the money. Oh, no, thank you for uh, allowing me to, to do it on this podcast and, and talk more about gratitude. I love talking about this topic. Um, you know, when you take all that time to research, it's like, it feels like it's gone to waste if you don't get to share it. So. Well, I hope you feel fulfilled after the seventh episode on the same topic. So, Will, what, what new thing could we possibly talk about with gratitude today? So this one is actually something that I got curious about right away, and that is the relationship between gratitude and faith. Um, I think it's so interesting how both of them affect each other. And, and we're going to get into that, Rick, here in just a little bit. But there's there's a really interesting relationship where gratitude affects the way we view faith and faith affects our practice of gratitude. All right. Well, that sounds interesting. And by faith, are you meaning a specific faith or how would you kind of define that, Will? Yeah, I would, I would define faith as the belief in something bigger than ourselves. Typically, as Christians, we define that as faith in God. And some people that are in the 12-step programs might refer to it as higher power. Hmm. But simply, it's a belief that there's something bigger than me directing my life, and, and not just random chance of, of everything. Yeah. And being pastors in the church, it's probably no surprise that we're going to talk about this but, you know, the church doesn't always will make us feel grateful. We've had some bad experiences, both of us. Maybe you can tell us about a time in your life where you were kind of struggling to be grateful in church. Yeah, exactly. Because the way it works is often when we are in church and, and we are committed to a religious institution and, and, and going there to try to help grow our faith, it's very easy for our attention to get drawn to all of the problems in a church or religious institution. Mm. And that's what happened to me. I was at a, at a particular church. Uh, they were not doing what I wanted them to do. I got frustrated. I got upset. They got upset with me. It was just kind of a negative cycle back and forth. And over, over a period of time, my perspective on the church grew more and more negative to the point where I started thinking, is there a way I can just leave? Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm sick of this. I think it's all bad. And I, and I I would have, if you talked to me back then, I would have given you a very negative description of what the church is. Yeah. Based on my individual experience. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've had a number of friends who've shared that they've had challenges, and, and it's typically the same types of things. It's people that are judgmental. It's people that are hypocritical. 
it's groups that make bad decisions. You know, like they come together and they just, the person with the worst idea wins out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just drives you crazy. And you think, why, you know, how could God be in any of this? But every organization, especially the church, has a human side. And then it has this other side to it that's beyond the human, that's beautiful, that's full of grace and, and truth and, and joy. And so it really depends on what we focus on. I think that's absolutely true because for those that have left the church, and there are many that grew up in the church and left because of different negative encounters or experiences, as you've said, I think it's a very common thing. You can go to any organization. You can go to your job, for instance, and find also negative experiences, mm -hmm. negative encounters with human beings, because we all have our issues. We all have our brokenness, whatever you want to say. And so I think it's not unique to the church. The church is just an organization of people. And wherever you gather, gather a group of people, you're going to probably have some sort of negative experience. So I think that's important to kind of separate that piece from the faith piece, the spiritual yes. piece. Yes, because your, your faith is not in the church. Your faith is not in the broken people. Yeah. The faith is in God. Your faith is in something higher than all of it. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's really important. And, and what I've found in the research is that faith true faith actually supports the practice of gratitude. Yeah. And it gives us someone to be thankful for. I mean, yes. I mean, someone to thank or someone to kind of acknowledge a higher power, someone who loves beauty and art and variety. If you don't have faith and you just look out and you say, wow, what a gorgeous spring day amazing that this all evolved uh, from random <laughs> chance and has no meaning. Yeah, like, like it's, it's hard. Who do you thank for some of those things? And yeah. so faith gives you the ability to be thankful for, for everything that happens in your life because you can thank God for it if there's no one else to thank. And, and so it's, you could thank God for a beautiful sunrise and, and for, you know, the gorgeous stars at night and, and for, the gentle breeze blowing through the beautiful trees and the flowers in bloom. And there's so many things that we can thank God for if we're coming at life from the perspective of faith. Yeah. I remember, I remember a time for me taking my first trip to Italy and being there amidst all the beautiful architecture. And of course, there's, there's an amazing cathedral on every corner, it seems mm. like. And they're 500, 1,000 years old, and the, the artwork and the stained glass and just so different uh, than what I'm used to growing up here in America, where we do not build our churches with the same grandeur, and certainly yeah. it's of a different time period. But for me, being able to walk into one of those sanctuaries, one of those cathedrals, and sit among the stone in the quiet and see the light streaming through the different colored glass, it was a, just a holy and awe-inspiring experience. Mm. Now, if you asked me ethically and morally, do I believe we should build you know, $20 million churches instead of using money to help the poor or something, 
that's a whole different thing. But my point is, because of my spirituality, because of my faith, it, I wasn't going into the cathedral to judge them for how they built it or how much they spent and what they did and, and what they stand for. When you have spirituality, you bring that into everything. And so even in the church, yeah, there may be some things you don't agree with. There may be some things that aren't uh, what you think should happen and some people you don't like, but you should find that place where you can worship, where you can connect to something higher, where you can have moments of prayer or meditation or awe or to sing. Uh, all these things, I think, really enhance that gratitude. Yes, yes. I remember hearing a story uh, a while back where there was this monk, and he said, I do not pray for riches. I do not pray for fame. I only ask that I might live in wonder. Mm. And that stuck with me ever since, because that's really what the life of gratitude is. It's living in wonder of the mysteries, of the gifts, of how amazing it is to just be alive on a planet that supports life. Um, and I don't know all the science and, and astronomy of it, but I know that we're the only planet that supports life that we currently know of for absolute certain. Yeah. At least human life. You know, there might be, you know, some tiny bit of algae on Mars or something like that. Right. <laughs> but uh, it's an incredible gift to just wake up in the morning and be alive. And so faith can remind us that we can be grateful for these types of things. And that's why I love if you look at faith through the lens of gratitude, it actually helps your faith. Like gratitude and faith can reciprocate and, and build yes. on each other. Yes. And I think that's important because then you're choosing how to use faith, if you will, or how to use the church to be a blessing and a benefit to your spiritual journey. A absolutely. And, the, and there are many religious practices that will actually point us towards gratitude. The practice of singing praise music, that's an act of gratitude. Prayer, there's often prayers of thanksgiving that are offered, that's an act of gratitude. Being together in community where we can share with others the blessings that God has given us, there's more gratitude. And finally, uh, reading scripture, uh, there are over 450 texts in the Bible reminding us to be grateful. So, so there's many ways in which religious institutions and the church can actually support our, our gratitude practice. And speaking of the scripture, Will, I think of the Psalms, and all throughout the Psalms you have, praise the Lord, O my soul, or give thanks to the Lord, or give thanks for all his benefits. Yes. But at the same time, these Psalms, which are poems or songs, it depends on who wrote it and for what purpose, but they, they all have this poetry to them, and they also express some of the pain like we talked mm -hmm. about in the previous episode. Yes. Hey, Lord, this is not going well. I'm depressed. I'm downcast. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Put your hope in God. You know, These are beautiful expressions that can really inspire and encourage your gratitude and relate to some of your struggles. Yes, yes, it's both. It's both. It's not just... Um, only focusing on gratitude. It's acknowledge, acknowledging the pain, acknowledging the, the challenges uh, that we face. But as you mentioned before, Rick, 
not only does faith help us be more grateful, um, gratitude helps us to have a stronger faith. Yeah. And and just like me, when I was in that church and all I could see were the problems and the negativity, it's easy for us to focus only on the negative when it comes to church or a religious institution. Yeah. And and we can all come up with, you know, plenty of reasons to stay away if that's our focus. Yeah. And I think that applies to so many things in life, but especially to the church. We tend to be, I think, a little harsher and expect to have greater expectations that the church has to meet my need. The church has to do it this way. People in the church should be better than people anywhere else. And I don't know that that really makes sense and is realistic expectation. Now, Will, I remember not too long ago, you were really wrestling with buying a new car. And you were trying to decide, and you had looked for a long time, but just couldn't pull the trigger. Tell us how gratitude plays into that. It's all about what I focused on. When I was focused on parting with the money, I was not going to spend that money. You know, <laughs> like when I when I saw that figure and saw that going out of my bank account, I'm like, I don't want to lose that money. But yeah. the minute I focused on the car itself. And what I would gain by spending the money, mm. then it changed my perspective. Then it felt worth it to spend the money. And and now that I've bought the car, uh, I'm glad that I did. So, <laughs> and and now you're shamelessly promoting your book, so you can pay, and it can be a win-win. We just uh, I, need about a hundred thousand people to buy Will's book. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll ever. Uh, Sell anywhere near that many books, but I'll try to think positive. <laughs> well, I'm sure that your book's the perfect gift for any occasion. Mother's Day, Father's Day, July 4, Flag Day, Memorial Day. Uh, always a good reason to give a book on gratitude. Um, so I do like your emphasis, though. We tend to look at the negative, and that prevents us from moving forward. Yes, and it's, it's easy in the church to say, the church is telling me I can't do this, I can't do that, that's wrong, you know, whatever. And we, we just, we think of churches as only a cost, mm. as only like forking out money and getting nothing in return. Yeah. I got to get up early on the weekend and sit through another boring sermon by Pastor Will. <laughs> these, I mean, these are sacrifices. But hopefully, through the music and the prayer and things, you your faith is strengthened. And I don't know where else you have a community that is trying to be positive, is trying to uplift. Um, if you just turn on the radio as you're driving to work like I do sometimes or whatever... I mean, a lot of the songs are not very positive, and you don't actually feel better listening to them. And then the news comes on, and that's not positive. That makes you more discouraged. And then, uh, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic. And I mean, there's just, we're bombarded. And so I hope if you haven't found a faith community that can help uplift you and help lift your spirits and help focus you on positive then don't just throw it all out. Go go to another one. There are plenty of options out there. And if one church is really just not lifting you spiritually, look for another group, another community that can kind of fit what you need at this time. And the other thing I would say is that focus on the benefits 
that you can get from faith in God directly. Mm. And so don't make it so much about the church or the organization or the people themselves, but focus on connecting with God directly. Mm. Now, you might need some help, some support from a community to do that, from a pastor to kind of direct you. But as you figure out how to connect with God directly, you're going to find a sense of peace mm. that I, I haven't found anywhere else. I'll just testify you know, to that myself. You will feel a sense of comfort when you're going through difficult times. There's a sense of joy that I've experienced that just has been a gift from God where I'm going through the day and I'm like, there's nothing in my day that should be making me happy right now, but I feel joy. Where is that joy coming from? It's coming directly from God. Yeah. There's a sense of meaning and purpose. These are the benefits. Now, is there a cost? Sure. It's going to take time to connect with God. It's 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 going to take time to commit to a spiritual community. Uh, you may have to take some time to read the Bible and and pray and you know do some of the the, the typical activities that will connect us with God. But what you get in return is pretty substantial, and it's something that I think as our culture as a whole just doesn't really support. You yeah. know, it doesn't speak to, it just kind of marginalizes it off to the side as like, ah, whatever. Yeah. You don't need that. You're reminding me, Will, I was listening to an interview with a guy who now I think he's in his 70s, but he grew up with an abusive alcoholic father his childhood was very traumatic and uh, full of abuse and trauma and all of that. As soon as he could leave home, he did, and he ran off to join the monastery because he just, God was his only kind of solace during this troubled childhood. Well, gets to the monastery, and he said a lot of good happens there, but then there's uh, some situations and some abuse that occurs at the monastery. So mm. then he, he leaves the monastery, and he talks about this path of healing to go through all these different things. And of course, he ran towards religion thinking that would be the solution, but then that didn't help. And he ended up becoming a psychotherapist who specialized in helping people with trauma. And now at 70 some years old, he looked back on his life and he said, you know, he said this phrase, which I will never forget. He said, God protects you from nothing, but he supports you in everything. Mm. And that was his mm. story. He said, this has been my story. Wow. I've been through a lot, and God didn't protect me from the abuse. God didn't protect me from these different horrible or tough situations, but he supported me in all of them. Amen. And so wow. he felt that was much better than just throwing God out. He found that through all of that, God was actually the support he needed so yes. it was very interesting to hear his story. That reminds me of you know several key moments in my life where I felt like I really had nowhere else to turn mm. but to God, mm. and God was enough to get me through. Yeah, and you know that that to me is priceless. Like to have something to lean on when everything else seems to be falling apart. Yeah. It's just huge. I mean, we all just went through a pandemic. Yeah. And I don't know how people made it through that didn't have God. You know, I'm sure they leaned on something. But I was so grateful to have a relationship with God to lean on. 
mm-hmm. going through a time of in- incredible uncertainty. Uh, you know, there's those moments where we don't know if we're going to live or die. We don't know, you know, am I going to get the virus and is it going to kill me? Uh, is my family going to live? Are we going to make it through? What's going to happen to our country? You know, what's going to happen to jobs? I mean, so much uncertainty. Yeah. And so what what I see is a relationship with God is priceless when things are tough, mm. but we need to build it when things are good. Yeah. Good point. And it's so easy to like when when my life's going fine. Oh God, you're. You know, I don't need you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm good. I'm good. And then when I hit the wall, oh God, help me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> help me now. You know how much better to be proactive and and build that faith mm-hmm. when the going's good, so we're ready when the going's tough. And I think this is a good point just to mention that. Perhaps our picture of God is not what we thought, because often I hear people, oh, you know, God, he's kind of this big old stern guy with a beard who sits on the throne Mm. and kind of watches what you do, whether you're good or bad or something like that. And that is so not my experience with God. And that's why I liked, you know, that here's this gentleman in the podcast saying, I, I sense God like a little flame within, mm. like this little bit of hope and power and energy that if I'll just accept it and yield to it, I, I have it. And I, I just appeal to people if, especially like this gentleman, he had such a bad uh, human father, a bad example as a human father, that I'm sure it's tough for him to see God in light as a father, but he sees God as this loving support, this this force of grace that has sustained mm. him through all that he's been through and given him this beautiful life. And he went on to tell how, you know, he was able to to marry the woman of his dreams and they they just had this amazing life together. And wow. so he was very grateful for all that he had been through, in spite of the fact that many of us would look and say, Man, he had a really rough life. Well, Rick, it is so easy for us to base our picture on God on our own personal experiences. Mm. And we limit it to that. I know I had a run-in, you might even remember this story, when we were little kids, well, I was probably 10 years old, and uh, we were at the church, our dad was there working, and, and we went up into the balcony of the church, and we found a music stand, and we were just joking around like we were singing into the music stand, like it, like there was a microphone on the top, and... We were laughing and joking, and this mean deacon comes up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Boys, quit fooling around!" and and uh, and he ushers us into my dad's office. You know, they were, and he's and he's and he's judging and condemning us. Yeah, these kids were fooling around in the sanctuary. Yeah, and he's all angry and mad, and I just kind of remember dad just like kind of nodding at him. Okay, I'll I'll take it from here. And then he didn't say anything to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sadly, that mean deacon kind of became a picture of God for me. Mm. You know, God is trying to catch me in the act of having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to dump cold water all over it with mm. judgment and anger. And if I want to have a good time in life, I got to do it while God's not looking. Yeah. You know, but but I realize now, like, that's such a limited child's picture of God. And whenever I have this 
this negativity when I'm thinking about God, I have to question myself and say, maybe it's not God that's that way. Maybe it's my perception that's wrong. Exactly. I remember the first time I started reading the book called The Shack, which became very popular. And I'm not saying I agree with everything in the book, but what the book did for me that was fascinating is just turn upside down so many pictures that mm. we have of God. Yes. And in there you have a large black woman portrayed as God. You have an Asian woman portrayed as God. You have uh, a carpenter. Uh, that's not a big stretch maybe with Jesus portrayed a young, handsome carpenter. But the way he interacts in the stories, it was just refreshing and helpful because God isn't a gender. He isn't, well, I, sh I hear I am saying he, <laughs> you know, but that's just how we grew up because of the word father that's used in scripture. But there's so many other words used for God. He's light, he's bread, he's love. hope, he's love, he's healer, he's provider, protector, He's rescuer, redeemer, you name it. There's so many names for God. Lion, C.S. Lewis puts that beautiful lion image to well, God. And it's no wonder that, that the, in the commandments it says, don't make an image of God. Mm. And we don't do that physically now, but it's very easy to make a mental image. And whatever image we have of God is not God. Yeah, God is bigger than that. God yeah. is more than that. What we can do, though, where gratitude helps us, is we can come at this faith in God yeah. from an angle of positivity and say, you know, maybe God is better than I think. Maybe. Maybe God could enrich my life in ways that I can't even imagine. So many people that I hear have issues with God say, oh, look at all the negative in the world. Look at all the pain. No good God could ever allow all that. That's the standard uh, line that you hear. And there's a couple things we miss in that argument. Number one, okay, let's take away God. Now, did that help? Well, we still got all the negative things. We still have all the yeah. abuse and pain yeah. and human trafficking and wars and whatever. So all of that still remains. You can take out God, but it doesn't help. Like there's no, where are you going to go? Where are you going to turn? So maybe God is a little different. That's where I love this gentleman's statement. Well, God doesn't protect you from everything, but he supports you. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that's a different mm -hmm. picture. And and I, I don't pretend to know all of it or explain all the details of how God interacts with us and what's good and what he intervenes and when he doesn't intervene. But how could I possibly know that? Well, and, and we don't have time to go into this deeply, but... Freedom of choice is huge when it comes to this, because if God were to create everything perfect, he would have had to take away our freedom of choice. We would essentially be in like in a computer program. Yep, yep. <laughs> we would all be pre-programmed to say what we're going to say, do what we're going to do. There would be no choice in the matter. And so the fact that we have freedom of choice is an amazing gift, mm -hmm. but pain is going to go with that because we are free to make bad choices. And Will, I want to conclude for myself personally on this gratitude series of just sharing a verse in the scripture that has meant a lot to me over mm -hmm. the years, because I do feel like over time I have experienced that God is better than I thought, that faith is more important. Spirituality has more strength to it than I could have ever imagined. And just relying on that relationship with God has been huge for me, especially in later years. 
as I've come to grow deeper and just appreciate the depth of it. And one of the verses in the Psalms, as I referenced earlier, how much I love the Psalms for that gratitude emphasis, it says, God has brought me into spacious places. Mm. He's brought me into a spacious place. And that, I just find it to be so true to my experience. And it gives me something to anchor my spirituality, that when God is leading me, he's leading me into a spacious place of love, a joy, peace, all these kind of things. And uh, that just personally has been meaningful to me. And, and I would argue that when we practice gratitude, gratitude will take us to that same spacious place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you can practice gratitude without being in the presence of God. You know, like this is this is where you're you're going to meet God in gratitude, <laughs> mm-hmm. whether you want to or not, in a, in a way, uh, because where there's joy, where there's peace, there is God as well. And so uh, what a beautiful image of living in a spacious place. And that's really like our, our outward world doesn't have to be perfect. Inwardly, we can be in that spacious place. We can be in a place of peace, a, a place of joy, a place of gratitude. And it's a really beautiful, beautiful way to live. Well said, Will. I think that's a beautiful place to kind of wrap up this season on gratitude. Thank you for sharing of all your knowledge and research on the topic. And to our listeners, we want to challenge you. Whatever your spiritual place is right now, challenge you to think maybe it could be better. Maybe it could be better than you think, to quote someone's book title. (laughs) See what I did there. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We've appreciated your support. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review this podcast, or share it with others. And we're so glad that we were able to have this season of gratitude with you. We're grateful for you, our listeners. And we look forward to being with you again next season.